your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95. Moving on to other things, we all know this man from his political life and also from his acting life. Let's take a listen to some of his acting. There's nothing to be thankful for because I'm not the right person to help. There is. You've already helped. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to get involved. Torrance. I'm sorry. He seems to have hypersamnia, an increased sense of smell that develops in a belt in the cow. Now, there's no real proof that this exists. He's probably just looking for attention. Give us a big sniff there, Patsy, will ya? Five years ago, I came to New Zealand. And soon after, I met a woman here. I want to tell you how amazing she is. But that's not the point. The point is, I love her in a way I could never love anyone else. I know she's the one and I can't describe the way I feel around her. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And leave this not leave this not. Sand for me now, I'll get sprayed out. Tarku in the arm. Lake Searchin. And forever amen. At least I'm not some tired, broken down, sorry ass of a journalist that's somewhere between drunk and stone and hardly ever sober and never ever reliable. Well, that was Tom Neville. Many people will remember him as a TD for County Limerick and he's with us this morning. Good morning to you, Tom. Good morning, Gillian, and good morning to everyone there in Limerick listening. So, you've been known for your, I mean, your, your DJing, your music, your acting, as well as your politics, but you've taken a new turn. And I'm just wondering, have you been inspired at all by the president of Ukraine, the man of the news <laughs> this week? <laughs> because Vladimir Zelensky is a former comedian and now you've turned to comedy yourself. Th- that's right, yeah. Not, look, first of all, Gillian, I wouldn't even put myself, mention my name in the same breath as that man and what he has to go through and what he's doing in the Ukraine. He's a fantastic leader, phenomenal guy. Um, no, it was actually halfway through last year it, 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 it came to light in my head. It was something I always wanted to try and do. And I think with the pandemic and lockdown and everything, and for everybody, everyone was thrust outside their comfort zone and trying to manage things and, and be faced with all the challenges of the day. You kind of say to yourself, look, what, what, what would I like to do? Or, or what are the things that I always wanted to try or whatever? And I, I think the pandemic made a lot of us look at, look at ourselves in the face and go, right, look, you know what? We're going to try and get on with things to be positive and 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 try and step up to the challenges. I suppose I'm the the, the sick person who wants to trust themselves even outside the comfort zone even more. And it was something I always wanted to try and do. And yeah, I just bit the bullet and went right. Let's go for it and see what happens. Yeah, but jeepers, this it's one thing pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, but honestly, I can't think of a single thing that would be harder to do. <laughs> That's why I wanted to do it, Gillian. It was, mm. <laughs> I was the same when I was in acting school and, and, and I, I, I'm the same as you. I was absolutely petrified when I thought about it. And that's when I went, right, if I'm so scared of this, I'm just going to look at it in the eye and try and do it. And, and that's what I did. And obviously went away and got lessons and everything. And if you, if you were to tell me the start of those, that study that I was going to be able to stand up and actually do a gig, I would have been like on not not a hope. But at the end of it, it was, you know, it, they brought us to such a point that we could. Obviously, to do it at that point was still absolutely nerve-wracking. You know, you have all these horrible scenarios going through your head before you go up. But then when you go on stage, and it was it was just great to be in front of a live audience again. 
obviously we've all been locked away for nearly two years, not meeting people or not meeting our loved ones, just to be able to 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 get on stage and and just feel the audience in a room was fantastic. Nerve wracking, absolutely nerve wracking at times, but once you got a few laughs in, it 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 it, it started to to move and and uh, yeah, I was I was delighted. It was great. And tell me the high that you get after you get those laughs and after you come off stage. Does that make up for the petrification that you suffer before you get on? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question, actually. I, it, 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 it's while you're there and you, you, you're, 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 you're really operating on the fly. It's very, a lot of it can be improvisation. You're operating on the fly because you're trying to gauge the audience, you know? I mean, if something lands flat or like a lead balloon, you're, you're going to have to pivot, pit, use that word pivot straight away and read the audience and maybe take the story in a different direction. But once you get the last thing and you know you're kind of moving into a, an area where the audience are engaging and you're engaging and it's starting to move, the atmosphere kind of lifts, for want of a better word, then, you know, it, it, you're, you're, you, you just get into the zone then. Like, you could be up there for five, six minutes and it just it just goes in a second. You Did know? you get heckled? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Thankfully. <laughs> Must have been a, an entirely Fine Gael crowd, so. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> um, tell me, um, did you draw on your experience in politics at all for I, your material? I, I Probably subliminally I did, not directly, you know. It was, what I, I, I was, I suppose one of the major drivers as well for me with, with comedy and what I see with comedy, it's just a different way of connecting with people. You're telling a story, but from a different angle or a different guise, but your message may be the same as what you are if you were given a lecture or whatever, you know, but because you're giving it in a different medium, you're hoping people will maybe take in or take some sort of a message from it. And and what I found during the pandemic, obviously I had a lot of time on my hands during the pandemic, was that um, the fake news phenomenon really, really took off uh, Mm. for everybody on the ground. I don't know if you remember, Gillian, at the start of the pandemic, it was rife. WhatsApp groups were rife with stuff and because everybody, including myself, were in situations of high intensity, you were tending to believe, oh, if we do this, we'll be okay, or if we do that, it'll be okay, or they're saying now it's this, or they're saying now it's that. The biggest one I remember is the entire country seemed to know somebody who had a cousin who worked in Aldi who'd been told that the army were arriving in the next day to take over martial law. And that went everywhere. And so many people believed that story. Yeah, and genuinely believe it, and there was no disrespect to them. They were only, it, it's what you're being fed. It's got you know it's misinformation that's coming from me, coming to you. But what I found was that if you read it in a WhatsApp group, it, it had even more weight. Mm. You know, it could be forward and forward and forward, and that's something we've got to live with now. now. I think things have moved on maybe in the last two years again since what happened on Capitol Hill. But this was, if I remember correctly, it was a pre-Capitol Hill. And um, it, 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 I, I remember some, when I look back in the WhatsApp groups now and I see some of the stuff that was there, now in hindsight, I go, geez, that's just off the wall, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the time, when everybody was so, nobody knew what was going on. I mean, if you remember, it was week to week. We were given two weeks off. People were given two weeks off work to stay at home. Sure, everyone was like going, ah, there's two weeks now I can relax and get the house painted and this, that, and the other. And lo and behold, two years later, we were still and still being affected by it you know so it's it i think it was for me trying to make sense of it but also then trying to communicate a message i use a lot of that material in relation to fake news to okay. try and draw to, to try and disseminate that as part of my act so i have I'm, to tell that story you know i'm gathering from this that you see the first thought that crossed my mind when i heard that you'd got into comedy was oh 
there'd be a lot of people in Leinster House who'd be very nervous about that. <laughs> because, because surely you have a few stories to tell there. But I, I'm kind of gathering you're probably not using that material for um, your, your gigs yet anyway. At at the moment, it depends. If it depends if if the door starts breaking down with offers, you know what I mean for more yeah. gigs. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I said, it, 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 where I'm coming from is I'm trying to use it as a medium to be able to, I suppose, in, to be able to get those messages across or things that I see. You know, I'm I'm trying to look at things from a different angle um, because we've we've seen obviously nowadays you know culture has changed and people are reading things online and a lot of it's can be megaphone and beating the drum and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm just trying to take an alternative approach that people would be able to, I suppose, take some sort of information from it and, and make their own minds up on it. Or ask, you know, in the arts, like if you always send people away with a question or asking a question or going, I wonder what stories with this or with that, I think, you know, a lot of your job is done uh, in, in what you're trying to express, you know. Does this mean that you're gone from politics forever? Ah, uh, look... Politics is in my uh, genes, it's in my blood. Um, I really miss it, Gillian. Um, uh, as I said, I, I still keep keep very close contact with it. I still um, obviously uh, keep abreast of it all the time. Um, I, I think I have more to contribute, whatever way that will be. Um, I'm still a relatively young man. Um, I've, 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 I've always been an interest in me. And whatever way or whatever way things happen, I, I still feel as if I have something to contribute. So... Who knows as the future goes on, you know, in, in the political world as well. I think more and more now after what's happened in the, in the last couple of years, the political world is a lot more volatile, for want of a better word. And um, obviously from a personal point of view, if, if one is to take the plunge in politics, you have to have your own personal circumstances lined up for that as well, be it with jobs uh, and, and, and things like that. Because as I've learned myself, um, you know, it's it's, it, it's a place where you can be. You're in one day, and then unbeknownst to yourself, you're 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 out in the following day, which is fine. That's part and parcel of it. Yeah. But, but not, not everybody. Own. You know, there are a lot of TDs in Leinster House actually have a day to day job running at the same time. You know, they have or a bit like a business where they're earning an income or something like yeah, that. Well, but not well, every I, TD. You know, it can be very difficult, and your day to day routine completely changes, and the income just evaporates. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, for me, I felt, and this is personal, that I, I gave it 100%. 100% of my time uh, professionally was involved in the job, and I think that's what I had to give to, to, to get it, uh, to get the job done and try and get the job done correctly. And again, that's, that's, that was just my own personal circumstances in it. Um, it, is, it is like, for want of a better word, it is a, um, a profession that's not secure. And you accept that when you do go into it. So when you, if you are looking at taking the political plunge again, you have to have, um, you have to weigh up all those other sides of things as well. If, I, if you're on, I'm lucky enough now that I've, well, I've set up a business for myself there in the last year. I've worked extremely hard at it to get it off the ground and get it running. Very grateful for my clients and stuff now. So I can actually master my own time at the moment. Um, on that, and I have some clients that are international, so I'd maybe work on a, and I'd be you know, a client in the states, so I'd work on a on, on the states time zone as well, which gives me better flexibility. But I mean, if you're in a PAYE sector, you know, a nine to five job, which I was in when I was in the council, it's very difficult to try and manage that. And you can see that with so many young councillors that have pulled out, that have 
uh, re- retired or haven't run again because their career has taken them in different directions. Um, and and it, it, trying to mix it with that, it's that argument or that debate has gone on for now nearly 20 years, Gillian. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah, and it, it still rages here in this programme. Yeah, d- Tom, you've been working on the movie The Gates with Lord of the Rings actor uh, John Rhys-Davis, directed by Limerick man Steve Hall. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was a fantastic experience to work with John Rhys-Davies. I uh, spent a bit of time with him there on, on set. Obviously, uh, worked with him on scenes and, and got to speak to the man as well afterwards. Spent a bit of time with him. Absolute gentleman, wealth of knowledge. Um, very, very helpful, very, very giving type person, you know. And a man with his stature and experience to be able to to speak to somebody like that and get some advice from somebody like that or, or seek their counsel, or not even seek their counsel, they give you their counsel, that was a fantastic experience and I'm extremely grateful for that opportunity, you know, and it was it was great fun as well. It was great to be involved with it and, and good for the area. Finally, Tom, when can Limerick audiences get to see your stand-up set? <laughs> I don't know, do they want to or not, Gillian? Of course they do. have to get now, I tell you something, you'll have to be prepared for the odd heckle when you do it in Limerick. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a tougher crowd in Limerick. I know that for a fact, you know. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see how things go, you know. OK, well, keep us updated. Tom Neville, it's been a pleasure chatting Thanks, to you Gillian. this Good morning. To OK. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95.